You are now listening to Computers Bite Back, brought to you by Grebog and Malcor. This is Malcor. And this is Grebog. And this time we're going to be talking about optical devices, like, well, mainly optical drives. You know, this is what's normally referred to as a CD or DVD burner or a Blu-ray drive. They don't have burners for Blu-rays yet, do they? Oh, yes they do. It's somewhat new, but not all that new. We're just old and out of touch. Well, or cheap. Actually, their prices are not too terrible for Blu-ray burners. Cool. Well, optical devices are generally used for removable media like CDs, DVDs, and Blu-rays. Um, the benefits of this, you know, you can burn a file to the disk, take it and use it on another computer. Um, you can mass copy the same file onto multiple disks for stuff like producing music or games and su stuff like that. It's a fairly common uh, format, so just about everybody has some kind of optical drive on their computer. And they can be used for backing up your... If you have a burner, you can back up all your data onto the devices. Except now that hard drives are so massive, it's hard to back up onto a CD due to their size, which we'll get to. And, yeah, same with DVD even. Because if you have a terabyte hard drive and it's full, that's going to be a lot of disks. Now, one of the first things you're going to have to take into consideration when you're looking at an optical drive is the type. As we mentioned a couple times already, you've got the CDs, DVDs, and Blu-rays. Um, CD is the oldest, obviously. Um, it's been around for, what, 15 years now? I was like, it's pretty much ever since, oh, I know my Pentium had a CD drive. So, yeah, and that was just the Pentium 1, so... They've been around for quite a while. I think even, well, 486s, yeah, long enough to say they've been, along a, uh, they've been around a long time. Uh, just looked it up. CDs were actually developed in 1985, so they've actually been around 25 years. Yeah, which is a good portion of our lifespan. Now, a CD holds 650 to 700 megabytes, um, depending on how they're formatted. Um, it, as we mentioned, it's an old standard. It's pretty much on its way out. If depending on who you talk to, some will say it's already out, just because of the size differential. Um, you, you'll still find, you know, your music's recorded on CDs when you buy it at the store and that sort of thing. But other than that, you don't really see them in use very much anymore. And some of the people that might say that CDs are still a popular format would be the people that are selling them because, well, they may not want to look at the fact that they're going out. And, yeah, you can still buy music CDs without too much problem, but most people nowadays are going for something else, and we'll kind of talk about that once we get to the end on where I see media devices going. Um, next, you got the DVD. Typically, it's about 4.3 to 4.7 gigabytes for a single layer, and then about right around 8.5 gigabytes of data that you can put on it for a dual layer. And they're still pretty popular. You'll see these drives in most machines. If you buy a brand new computer's package deal, it will typically have the DVD burner 
setup in it. Now, you might have to pay extra to get, like, the Blu-ray, which we'll talk about in a second. So, but, yeah, and DVDs are going, transitioning to the Blu-ray. So, that's one thing to think about, is the fact that, yeah, DVDs are out there. They're still pretty popular, but do you want the next tech, or do you want to go with the, well, I guess overabundant tech i mean there's tons of stuff on blue or on dvd already or well already yeah still um and also i think the dvd really hasn't slowed down on their sales any um blu-ray people wanting people to switch to blu-ray are kind of a little sad that it's taking off slower which is why even new movies are still bringing out on dvd now the next standard format you'll see is the Blu-ray. This is the newest. Um, these single layer Blu-ray discs can hold 25 to 50 gigabytes or a dual layer can be 50 to 100 gigabytes. Um, now these were developed for the high definition movies up to 1080p um, and it, it gained its name because it uses a blue-violet laser as opposed to the red laser that DVDs and CDs use. The blue-violet laser is 405 nanometers, and that basically is why it's the blue-violet. If you were to look at a spectrum where it shows you the different colors and different radio frequencies and this and that, you can actually find where the lasers fit and where... If you were to find 405 nanometers on the thing, you would see that it would be a blue-violet color. And if you looked at the same chart, you could see that 650 would be within the red wavelength. And that's the main thing about how why the color is determined by the wavelength. Now, isn't one of the benefits of having a, a smaller wavelength something to do with the more, more effective at the higher RPMs or something? Well, if you think about it, it's a smaller wavelength, which also means that it will hit more precisely on the disc. I mean, think of a well, wavelength, it's also kind of, you could go with a narrower width and everything, which is how you can take the same size disc and put more data on it. So, basically once you determine what kind of optical drive you're putting in, there's a couple different standards you're going to want to keep an eye out for uh, specification wise on the drives. Um, you'll have to deal with the, the read and write speed, you'll have to deal with the interface to connect it to the motherboard, and then you'll have to deal with some of the media specifications like whether it's single layer, dual layer, readable, writable, rewritable, that sort of thing. I think the first thing you really want to make sure to get would be make sure the interface is something that your computer can handle like a whether it's parallel ATA or serial ATA some motherboards now no longer handle uh, the parallel ATA and you'll have to get one that's serial ATA and they do have them they're not as many when I looked but there are probably quite a few out there even still so they're they're out there and the nice thing about having serial ATA is well you got the thinner cable well width so it restricts less airflow through the case and well a lot of the things we discussed in the motherboard podcast yep and you can get more detail in the hard drive podcast as well 
Now something else to keep in mind when you're looking at optical drives, you should have a read speed and a write speed. The read speed is typically referred to by a number and an X. So like on the older CD-ROM CD drives, you'd see a 48X CD-ROM drive. And for the life of me, I can't remember what the 48X means. Essentially, it has a lot to do with the revolution speed of the disk inside. Um, it can revolve at 48 at a higher RPM because it can read 48 times faster than the initial drive used to. 1x was 150 kilobytes per second, so 12x would just be 12 times that. But they, they switched over to the x standard because it was easier to compare apples to apples. I mean a 12x drive is 12 times as fast as a 1x drive. Um, anymore you're going to see it at speeds of something along the lines of 52x or 72x. A, a lot of CD drive, well, if you're buying just a CD drive, you might find some variants, but if you're buying the DVD or Blu-ray, you're going to typically see that it can read a CD at 48x, and there may be some differences between like the CDR standard or CDRW. They will try to note that on the read-write speeds. And that just kind of gives you how an idea how fast it can write and read data to those disks. Um, you'll have to make sure it has, well, and it'll vary depending upon what format you put in. If you're just reading, typically it's just a CD. Um, they, that's what they call them. Now the next number to write, look for on your burners is the write speed. Um, historically, your write speed was much slower than your read speed. Um, anymore a lot of the write speeds have been increased to be the equivalent of the read speed on the drive um, you'll just want to keep an eye out you know the higher the number it, it works just like the read speed it's for example like a 48x the higher the number the faster the drive and the the less time it's going to take to read or write data off of that disk a lot of times if you're going to do a lot of burning you'd want to make sure it has some of the higher write speeds um, just because it'll save you some time and it'll vary depending upon whether you're burning a DVD or CD on how long it takes I have no clue on how long it would take to do a blu-ray disc because well I don't have a blu-ray burner I know a DVD I was able to burn a full data disc at probably under 10 minutes easy okay hold on just a second I'm looking something up According to this uh, Blu-ray disc and recording times, this is theoretical according to them, so your mileage might vary, but if it's a standard 1x Blu-ray burner, you'll essentially have 36 megabits per second being, yeah, megabits per second and 4.5 megabytes per second. So a single layer disc would take 90 minutes and a dual layer would be 180 minutes. So that's quite a long time, but you're also, if you're thinking about how, that's up about 40, 70 gigabytes or so, depending upon the disc. So that's quite, if you compare the how much you're storing on there, it's not too bad. But they have up to 10x and even 12x. Uh, burners so those will probably be a little more costly but 
let's say you burn a full disk for a single layer, that'd be 7.5 minutes, which is really blazing fast comparing to that 90 minute. And it would be 15 minutes for the dual layer. So that's pretty cool. Now you've heard us mention single layer, dual layer a couple of times. Um, that's one of the other things you want to keep an eye out for. Uh, basically the way that works is, um, I mean a single layer disks, disk just works like, you know, a typical disk. It has a reflective surface that the laser either writes by marking on the reflective circuit surface or reads by reading the reflections off of that surface. On a dual layer disk, that surface actually is semi-transparent and there's another layer underneath that that the laser can focus either on the outer layer or the under layer depending on the the lens in the drive. And basically this gives you equivalent of more or less double the storage space on the same disk. Um, the benefits are obviously, you know, double the storage space on the same disk. Some of the drawbacks are they have slower write speeds and also some drives when they're reading from a dual layer disk there's a noticeable hesitation between layers. Not all of the burners out there can handle dual layers so you'll have to, if you're looking for that feature, make sure, you know, it will should say it on the box that you buy so it's one thing to look for and also when you buy media or recording onto it'll also say it on there you'll probably have a harder time finding the media than you would the drive the media also is a lot more expensive when you go to buying the dual layer setups when you're looking at the media they'll list off the different types like it'll say CDR, CDRW um, the RW stands for rewritable C CDR is a CD-ROM which means write once and read many so once you write it you can it's done but a CDRW is rewritable so you can write to it erase it and well and write over it again now there are a limited number of times you can do that before it f becomes a bad disk, but even still, you get quite a few uses out of it. I'm not sure how many you would get out of a rewritable, but that makes it more like a floppy disk or whatnot, except anymore, a lot of people are going to flash drive, so that's, yeah. But then DVD, they have a lot of different formats, because... When DVD came out, a lot of people were trying to compete with what to write to and from. And so people created various different formats. And that's why you have the DVD minus R, DVD plus R, DVD R plus RW, DVD minus RW, and you have even a DVD RAM. So, and then you even have the DVD plus R dual layer, minus R dual layer. So, DVDs are the and Blu-rays are the two dual-layer media formats that you would ever see. Okay, for Blu-ray, they come in 25 gigabyte for single layer, and okay, the most common Blu-ray disc you're gonna see is a 25 gigabyte for single layer, 50 gigabyte for dual layer. 
There is a standard out there for 50 gigabyte single layer and 100 gigabyte dual layer. And there's even a new one coming out that will let you do 100 gigabyte single layer and 200 gigabyte dual layer. But typically you're going to find right now the 25 gigabyte single layers, maybe even the 50 gigabyte single layers. It'll have to do with whether or not your drive is capable with the firmware. It should tell you on there how much data it can write to it and it'll also vary on the media you purchase because there's some has a lot to do with the what's on the disk for the reflective surface and it has a lot to do with the, whether or not the drive can properly write and read the different versions and so they're they're still upping the blu-ray which is kind of cool so you may eventually see a blu-ray burner that you could write a hundred gigabytes on a single layer very nice so now i think all we've got left are your thoughts on where things are going well if you've been following how media formats have gone you probably are already used to seeing things die in something new or something new take come out and then a, the previous format die and the new device new format takes its place and you can kind of see that with uh records lps which actually lps are taking making a comeback and i find that fascinating but then it went to eight track cassettes which have died when the audio cassette which most people just call them audio cassettes i'm not sure what their official name might be though since they were a lot smaller a lot easier to transport around those really just that killed the eight tracks even though eight track had a lot higher quality and fidelity in the sound but people when you're putting it in cars or you're trying to carry around a audio player the smaller, the easier it is to carry or put in a car. And now we've gotten to the point where we have CDs, which CDs are actually, I think, are basically dead. Yes, you can still buy them, but you can still also buy audio cassettes, and you can still buy 8-tracks and LPs. So, yeah, it may, may never officially go out permanently, but it's, I think, to the point where you're going to have to find a specialty store soon to be able to find CDs. I know you can still go to places like Walmart and whatnot to buy the CDs. But here's what I think. We're going to see both DVD and even Blu-ray die. Um, I'd probably say five years DVD is going to be likely going out the window. It might take up to 10 years for Blu-ray to finally die just because Sony's behind it and they push things past the time they're dead. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds a little funny, but they've left things that were... They've had things die and it was clearly dead and they kept trying to sell it, hoping that it would take off again. Now, what's going to take its place? I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already aware of what probably will take its place. Streaming media and direct downloads. I 
I know you can still buy computer games on CDs and DVDs, but I can see... I've seen the shelves of the stores decrease in size for the computer game section. And to me, that's just a sign that eventually you're just going to buy a game online, download it, and play it. Blizzard's already actually started doing this a little bit. I think it's trying to ease people into this concept because you download their downloader, the downloader will then download their game, and the game I'm talking about is World of Warcraft. You can then download the entire game with this downloader. You technically do not have to go buy a disc. You can just go to their webpage and pay for it and download the game and then start playing. This is where I see the formats going. It'll become all digital media, and you basically will buy it from a company, like iTunes, for example. You can buy it from them, their your music, and then you download it, and it's yours. It's Yeah, it's still yours. It's on your hard drive, and you no longer need the disc. You no longer have piles and piles of CDs or audio tapes or whatever. You just have a hard drive that has, I don't know, I was going to say a terabyte of music, but I don't have that. And if you do, that's pretty impressive. Cool. Also, I can see eventually things like Netflix take over. Because Netflix is cool. There's other, they have com competitors now. Unfortunately for Blockbuster, they were a little slow getting to the game, but they do offer a similar service, I think. I don't know. I don't subscribe to them. But I could see you paying for a movie. It's on... They might eventually keep it on their server, and then you can stream it anywhere you go. You could technically, like, say, go to your... You go on a trip, you go to a hotel room, you go, Hey, I really like Star Wars. I'm going to watch episode 5 tonight. And you're in, say, Maui or whatever, instead of your hometown. To me, that would be the epic streaming. And I can see that eventually coming. People probably will fear this change a little, so that's why I think they're are some groups that are easing people towards this. I think Netflix is sort of easing people towards something like this. Same with, uh, you know, iTunes being downloading and also Blizzard with their method of you can buy the disc in the store or you could go to their webpage and download it. I wish they would offer the download. Inst like, normally when they release a game brand new, it isn't ready for download immediately. And now I'm sure they do that because it would probably kill their servers. But if they did it properly, I think it would work out quite well. Any additional eh, thoughts on this? I think you pretty much hit everything. I mean, the only issue, the only thing I have that it may still be useful for is you know folks who already have an optical drive in their computer and they don't want to do the online backup thing they still have that available as an option for backups but with you know with the solid state hard drives coming in cheaper and more reliable all the time they're 
probably going to replace the backup function as well, just because they're easier to use. And with the technology of flash drives advancing like it has, you might be able to buy a massive flash drive someday and put back up all your data onto it, seal it back up, put it in a drawer. Then if you, say, hardware crash or something and you need it, need that data back, you can just pull it back out of the drawer, plug it in, because I doubt USB is going to go away with the way they keep increasing its... Yeah, it's infrastructure, so then you can plug it in, you get your data back, and you're good to go. Oh, I can see optical drives dying eventually just because of the flash media. And yeah, I it can I know why manufacturers of well, people that sell games and stuff still put their media on optical drive drive media, and that's just because it costs them roughly I think it was five cents for even the plastic package that you buy the bo like the box and the CD or DVD. They cost them five cents to make, so every time they sell it for fifty, sixty bucks, they're making about fifty, sixty bucks. So is that about it for optical drives? Sure. Thanks for listening to our optical drive podcast. And as we said in the previous episode, uh, we'll probably be on a short hiatus for oh, two weeks, three weeks maybe. I, it's hard to tell how long it's going to end up taking, um, but I don't see it taking longer than three weeks. Just stay subscribed and I will probably put up information when we come back on the webpage. Like, I'll just put a, drop a note there, and I'll probably even put it something on our Facebook page that we have for Computers Bite Back, which is a good way to keep, in, keep track of us. So, if you would like to contact us, if you have any questions, suggestions, feedback, we want this. So, you can send us an email at question at computers byteback.com and it's B-Y-T-E we also have the webpage of computersbyteback.com go figure that that matches up this is Malcolm and this is Greebog thank you for listening